Today on the Polini Perspective, we talked about the Derek Chauvin trial and the murder of George Floyd. Now, we know it's actually a murder because after shortly after we recorded this podcast, the verdict came down in Minneapolis that Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all charges. We know that sentencing will happen in the next couple of weeks, but Patrick and I wanted to make the note that the earlier conversation we had on today's episode came before the verdict out of Minneapolis. Here's today's episode. Patrick, I'm actually mad at you. Why did you not tell me that these children stay up all night long and that they don't know day from night? You you left that part okay, first out. Of, first of all, Sarah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you congratulations. so much. Oh, my God. It's congratulations awesome. to you and Dan on your beautiful baby boy. Oh, Thank so you. give us all, give us all. So are we a week and a half old yet? What, okay. are, what are we doing? So Patrick, today's Tuesday. So he was born a week ago. He'll be two weeks old this Thursday. So he's basically like 12 days old today. So he's, so he's, walk, he's walking already, everything? <laughs> <laughs> walking. We've enlisted him in gifted and talented classes. I mean, you know, he's he's really advanced, actually. I mean, honestly. He, has he? Does he have his own YouTube channel yet? Actually, he does. He really does. Oh, you know, nice. He came out with an APGAR score of eight, and then it quickly went to nine and then to 10. So, you know, overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, make money on the kid right away. Uh, okay, right I'm away. with you. This is what I tell my husband. Let's. He's got to have a YouTube channel, which we've already per, not purchased, but already got. And I'm like, he can unwrap gifts, you know, un, you know, rate huh. kids' toys. All these kids watch it. Let's make 150 grand a year off this child and put him to work. He could just poop in his pants and cry, and I'm sure there's a market for that. There's a market. <laughs> so everybody healthy, we good. Everybody healthy. So I don't know if we taught we said this on the podcast, but I ended up going with an elected, not not like by choice, but basically by doctor suggestion, um, a scheduled C-section because he was eight pounds fourteen ounces and he was twenty one inches long. And so he, and he had never dropped down ever. Like he was really high up in my whatever womb, you know, uterus, whatever. So he was never like, he wasn't heading South at all. So they were like, look, you can try this, but the reality is it's probably going to end in a C-section and we feel like this would be the safest option. So obviously never had one of those. We did that. It was very drama free, which I was grateful for. And then on 526, like 526 PM last Thursday, we have Kimball Jeffrey Frazier Raven. I know he has too many names. I know. No, I knew. So this is actually breaking news because I know the name because you've told me the name, but you actually haven't publicly announced the name in a week and a half. Is there a reason you have it? Well, because I had grand visions of doing this like Sarah Fraser show podcast where I was going to say his, talk about his name and what the names mean and all this stuff. But I've literally had no more than like three straight hours of sleep or four hours of straight sleep since 10 whatever i can't even tell you how many days ago yeah <laughs> i cannot well, I, I mean honestly three hours that's not bad that's what people so that's what dan's co-workers are like oh three hours that's amazing that's what i get now <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and your kids are grown so yes you're getting the exclusive we're calling him kj so or, tell, 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 tell the name, Kimball. 
Kimball Jeffrey Frazier Rabin. So both Dan and my fathers have had passed away several years ago. So we wanted to do something to honor his grandfathers. So my dad's name, Kimball, um, actually came from, my grandfather was in World War II. He was in the Bataan Death March. And one of the guys that he fought with that he really loved was this guy named Kimball. So then my father was named after him. And I just thought it would be like a great... You yeah, know, that's great. It's 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 an old like Welsh name. Obviously, no one really names their son Kimball, so we're going to go K I K I M B A L L. Yes. So, no one, you know, obviously, and and my dad actually hated his name because people would always think Kim was a woman. So, like, people mm. would call him Kim for short, but that's why we're going to call him KJ. So, KJ Raven is his so, official so name. What, so, Jess, you said the Jeffries is the second name. Mm-hmm. And that was and Dan's father. Dan's father. God. And then for obviously Frazier, your last name. And okay. I mean, I'm catching on here. He has a little slow. Ten names. But so K so KJ. KJ. Although we do have his Hollywood slash WWE name, which is Cage Raven. So we're also calling him Love Cage. It. <laughs> so Love it. And that's actually I, really, I actually like Cage. Here's here's another exclusive for the Patrick Pally, for the Polini perspective. We got the YouTube channel, Cage Raven. So he is going to have, like, you know, that will be his YouTube, you know, persona. And is Cage just KJ or is there actual K A? K A, we're going to spell it K A G E Raven. Why not J E for Jeffries? Well, wait, well, wouldn't you spell Cage like, like, no, yeah, actual- I, I know how you spell it. I'm just saying his names are, his name's K J. Why wouldn't you do K A J like and have a big K, small A, big J? Come on. Okay, great. Well, I don't have that YouTube channel, so you know that's not, that's not okay. Well, all right. So I got to leave this podcast and go get a whole new series of. Uh, you need to go get a whole new series of. Okay, yeah. great, terrific, terrific. So, so yeah, totally, totally unrelated, but related. Okay. So you know how, and I don't have grandkids coming, but because neither kid's married yet, but. You know, you always have conversations, especially during COVID. You talk about everything. Like, what do you want to be called as a grandparent? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with grand, G-R-A-N-D, and the P, grand P. Grand P. But, but like okay. A, like a rapper, but, but grand a GM. P. If you, say, if you say it fast, it's grand P. Grand P. I like but it. Really, it's going to be Grand P, and I want a shirt that says Grand P and like a medallion, you know, everything. I want hats, merchandise, everything. Grand P. You've put a lot of thought into this. I like way, it. Way, way too much. Way too. What much. is Kristen going to go by? I think Mimi, but I'm not sure. Okay, Mimi and Grand P. Yeah. With the medallion and all but the trip little, shirts. But when a little kid says it, it's going to be Grampy. Hey, what'd you call your grandparents, by the way? Just Grampy and Grammy? Or did you have so any? Grandma and Grandpa on my dad's side and uh, Nat, uh, Nana and um, grand, Grandpa. On So both were Grandpas. One was Grandma and one was Nana. Nana. Okay, got it, got it. And, and I believe Kristen's the same. Her, her Nana Cooksey... And um, yeah, and, and Grant. I think I think she was Grampy and Nana. So. Well, my my niece calls my mom Yaya, and I don't even know how she came up with that. But I, I I've been putting. I've that- heard of that before, though. 
Well, it's Greek for grandmother, but we're not Greek, but I, I keep putting it online. So people are like, are you Greek? I'm like, no, no, so, it's just this random. So, is that, so what do you, what a what do your parents, what does your mom want to be called? So she'll go by Yaya and then KJ oh, so has Yaya a Yaya for both the niece and yours. Yes. So okay. we have a Yaya and we have a Nana. So. Um, Got it. And then my my gunkles want to be glampas. They don't want to be grandpas. Um, so they want to be glamorous glampas. So we have to call them glampa. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I, love, I love the gunkle name too. <laughs> Did you create that or is that a thing? You know, I don't know. I've been saying it for years. Actually, you know, I'll take credit for it. At this point, you know, I'm so sleep deprived. Yes, it was me. So, so yeah, you're getting all the exclusives. And and Parenthood is it. amazing. But um, definitely, like, I was not pre- – I was really not prepared for the level of fatigue. How's, da- how's Dan doing? Good, but, like, I think shell-shocked. Like, just because so – who's, who's the better diaper changer? Oh, me by far. He won't. He has a real problem with like KJ crapping his pants. I'm like, that's just like, it's just what it is. Like you, have I, to- was a, I was, I was a very good diaper changer. Really? It's about the only. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like on it. You didn't well, bother Kristen, you. Kristen, she worked nights then. You know, so I worked days. She worked nights, and so you know, she was a nurse. So she would go in. So you know, middle of the night. You know, if the baby, you know crapped i had to you know get up and do it and you were doing uh, all the midnight feedings i i was but she was coming home exhausted and staying up or trying to stay up you know you know like literally like putting you know we like you know back then you had those big pens you put the kid in the pen and she would try to you know, close her eyes. That's why I say three to four hours, Sarah, you better not complain too much to a lot of people. Oh my God. It is. It's crazy. And then, you know, the other aspect of this is, and I, I'd be curious when you guys are grandparents, what you do, but then of course, you know, my mom is here. My mother-in-law is here. Right. So, but the funny part is, is you almost have to babysit them because all yeah. the parenting um, advice that they were given, you know, whatever, 35 years ago does not apply now like blankets in the bassinet we're like you can't do blankets in the bassinet like you can't they're like they're like um so do you have, so do you have all the gadgets like do you have like the the water temperature thing and filter like more apps honestly god patrick i have not i've yeah, so, never so, so in my life the, are you you're using that sleep app thing or feed app thing okay so we got this snoo right which is supposed to be the equivalent of a night nurse and i do have to say the snoo is worth now th- this is some like 1200 dollars bassinet but we were like nervous because our baby being big like he might not be in it long so we decided to rent because you can also rent them so we rented it and this thing is amazing it's all hooked up to an app and you you almost like swaddle the kid in a straight jacket in the bassinet so he can't move like he can't go anywhere and then it starts like shake like doing these gentle shakes and white noise and if the baby is agitated it it sort of um like ups the the, the movement and the noise until it either quits because the baby actually needs your attention or it soothes the baby to sleep. It's actually, it was worth every penny. So does it have a built-in monitor or is that separate? <sighs> no, monitor? it's separate. It's separate. Okay. So it, but it senses like the baby crying. And then we have this mamaru thing that you will have to get your kids when they have, and it's all, it's also called the ne- neglectaroo where you basically just like strap the child in and it also like oscillates and just like rocks the baby. It's well, amazing. Basically all the technology is now. So the parents don't have to be near the kid. 
Yeah, which is why we fight our like we fight our grandmothers because so so millennials. <laughs> they're like they're like you need to hold this baby. You can't have a machine rocket to sleep for like yeah, yeah we can put it in the machine. Yeah. Wait wait till that kid goes to a therapist in fifteen years. Yep, my mom never held me. It was a machine. It's so true. We're like, how long till we can get him back in the machine? And then our, the grandmothers are like, no, we'll hold him all day. And we're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Oh my God. All the things wrong. They're like, when are you going to start giving him cereal? We're like, you can't give him cereal now until like six months. They're like, oh, well, we gave all our kids cereal. Like, no, it's just, oh my God. Yeah, I think yeah, six months seems long. I think we were three months, but whatever. really. Well, and, our guy already is like, you know, he, he's your like, guy's big, so he may need, you know, he may need Captain Crunch soon. <laughs> a steak, <laughs> like this kid is so. He was the longest kid. You know, we had the baby at Virginia Hospital Center. That he was the longest kid in the the nursery ward that weekend. He wasn't the biggest. Inches. I mean, that's almost two feet. That's huge. Oh my God, Patrick. He was. Yeah, I cannot. But his weight. His weight. I mean, it, that's a big baby, but that's not like. I mean, I've heard a 10 pound baby. Like, so it's not slender, long. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping for a tall soccer player, but we'll see. But in the meantime, yeah. YouTube star. So anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, congrats. <sighs> Thank awesome. you. It's, it's so awesome. It's, it is amazing. Like everybody says, it's just like, you cannot believe yeah. this like little human is like yours. It's just wild. Yeah. But um, awesome. definitely the sleep is a challenge, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, what have you been up to? Okay, so like, what have you been up to? I've, I've, I've actually tried to be offline somewhat. Um, so uh, we got a lot to talk about, though. I want to hear yeah, what's going crazy. on. I mean, you know, we're, you know, the, I mean, you know, a tough pivot from your your excitement to, uh, you know, we got the Chauvin trial um, waiting for the verdict. Uh, it's in the jury, you know, the jurors' hands now. Which, by the way, isn't your opinion like they're going to find him guilty 100%? I, I know every city like across the country is gearing up. I, potential, think people but- are, I think people are apprehensive just based on some verdicts in the past. Uh, I It would be one of the most stunning decisions in juror history if he isn't. Now, I, is it going to be second degree, first degree? That I don't know. <clears throat> But he is going to be found guilty. I, I, I don't. I agree I mean, with I you. I haven't followed every word of the trial. I've watched a fair amount of it. I, I don't see how 12 sane people would acquit. Now, I mean, I'm sure there will be appeals for something or whatever. But I think this juror, jury, I don't see how they don't find him and again i forget i think he's up for second degree third degree and manslaughter so i think it's they took off i think i th- I don't believe there's first degree i think it's second third and manslaughter yep yeah so i'm expecting at least third degree probably the full second degree that's my guess I'm with you. I mean, and I, I understand the apprehension, but I'm like that video was so damning the whole trial i mean I just, I don't see how you could, there's much doubt, you know? Yeah. Especially when there, there was a lot of, you know, police experts who also came out against, obviously not you know, against him and what he did from, from a testimony standpoint. I, you know, I don't, 
there's there's videos we've seen where you don't have all the facts or you know it's you know sure you know you know police have had you know one second to react and you know then you start getting into true you know police policing procedures and what, what were they thinking and did they fear for their life this one is like there's I, to me there's none of that right and this one to me this is case closed i'm surprised he didn't plead to be honest but I guess That's he figures point. his fate is better in a juror jury and hope somehow they, I don't know. Well, you only have to convince one, right? You only have to convince one person. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, but let me ask you this. A lot of discussion around this trial is that um, this is a turning point where, you know, in the past, you know, police would never testify against each other. You know, it's that thin blue line, right? And a lot of people see this trial as a turning point where you do kind of for the first time have other police department, you know, witnesses, um, officers, like you said, police experts really coming out and saying like what he did was like way out of protocol for was what was a, supposed to be was done. Totally, it was, it was, it was egregious right? to the, to the absolutely degree. Right. So how do you um, feel about that? Cause I, I think that's, I thought that was an interesting perspective on yeah. it. You know, again, I don't know, certainly I don't know all the cases. There's been a lot of cases. And, and I think, you know, the, the more high profile ones over the years, I think they were like quick reacting confrontations, which, you know, I'm not a police officer. I never was. I have a lot in my family. Those are tough. They're tough. They just are. And it's hard to put ourselves in those shoes. Right. But, um, I think this is so clear cut. It's like side of the angels. Like, how could you not testify that this is wrong? Yeah. That what he did was an egregious is not the right word. It's above that, but it's the you know, best word I can think of. Totally egregious, totally out of protocol and, and just violent. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, you know, again, we've we've discussed this numerous times on the podcast. I, I don't know how you could I don't know there, how there's any way you could look at that video and not. I mean, all he had to do was lift up his 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 knee and he's still alive and maybe he's in jail. Maybe he's not. But. I, yeah. And I mean, the video, like you said, is just so damning to watch. And of course, like and it's I almost mean, like he was I don't want to say. It was almost like he didn't care. Yeah. Right. It was almost like this weird look on his face and, you know, his reactions to, you know, what people were saying around him. It was almost like to me that there had to be a, th there was no threat to him. Right. And, and or to the other officers. Right. So, and when you have that EMS worker show up and basically say, okay, you know, let me, you know, I'm an EMS, yeah. like, uh, let me handle it, you know, and he, and he still kept going. It's like, you're right. It it was just, I, th it was I think murder. he's going, I think he's going to get second degree, which I believe they said is 20 plus years. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy to watch, but I, I feel like it's going to be. Hopefully we get a conviction and hopefully everyone stays calm. And hopefully, to your point, you know, we start, you know, policing needs to be looked at and reformed. We've discussed this numerous times. I'm not for so-called defund the police or 
you know, non-armed traffic people, because a lot of the a lot of incidents happen on traffic stops and or domestics. But I do think that, you know, from from last summer, I think as we move forward, hopefully there can be a compromise and, and a coming together on what police form reform looks like. Retraining, yeah. new procedures, um more social uh, workers, you know, more like, you know, because I do yeah, think police have a but, difficult. But I, yeah, they do. You're right. And, you know, it's fine. It's not funny. Poor choice of words. Um, you know, some of these shows that I watch, like, you know, Blue Bloods and, and and some of these other shows, they've had they actually have introduced those those storylines where, you know, a, a social worker of sorts would go with them. You know, there were, there was one story actually is very well done. It was actually in Blue Bloods. All you know, not yeah, your like favorite about, show. Yeah, I know, but it was really a good storyline in that there was an autistic adult. Well, you know, a nineteen twenty year old yep. autistic adult who would act violent toward his mom, but he can't control it. Right? right. So they call the police if those police officers don't know how to handle that. That could result in a serious potential catastrophic event for that child or mother sure now you've also got to protect yourself so in this episode they had a social and it wasn't called a social worker i can't remember what they called it but it was a specifically trained police someone who could intervene and try to relate to and it actually you know so so anyway so it worked in the fictional thing and i mean i think it it works in real life and I think it could, but hey, listen, I think it's easier said than done, but, but at least you're starting to see some of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is a turning but point. But I certainly, I certainly don't think that person can go by themselves. Right. So I, I, that's why I yeah. think it has to be a compromise here. I can't, I don't think it's, you know, get rid of the police or defund the police, but I do think it has to be some sort of re-education, well, re-understanding, you know, on all levels, right? On all yeah. levels. Yeah. And I think for the most part, the defund the police slogan now we know is is very unpopular. You know, a lot of neighborhoods, and in fact, through this in Chicago and, and other places, lots of news outlets have been interviewing citizens and are like, no, we don't want less police. Like the neighborhoods are, you know, escalating. So it's it definitely is a tipping point for sure. But, but I do think, I do think there has to be more because we do throw a lot of police at problems and we still have the problems, right? So I, I do believe there has to be the, the top minds have to come together and say, this is the, you know, we need to just relook at our entire policing system. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, it's even, you know, I was reading about this. It's even about like back in the day, right? Like it, they used to have neighborhood police officers, right? So you would get a neighborhood and you'd be the off the police officer there for 20 years. So everybody yeah. in the neighborhood would know you. So it wasn't like if there was an issue, you knew officer Smith or whoever, who was like a neighbor that would come over, you know, it, it was such a different so vibe. I think I've mentioned this on this podcast, but when I was in Philadelphia, there's something called the police athletic league and they have centers throughout Philadelphia. I believe at the time it was 36 centers and each center is assigned a full-time officer. That's their job. Yeah. And their job is to be in the center. And the center has a variety of activities, sports teams, math clubs, 
reading clubs, arts, and, and so forth. And it really, um, it, 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 it created a, a, a connection and a relationship with that officer and the, and the youth in that area. And it gave them a place to get off the streets, be feel safe, yep, but also connect with the officer to the community. And uh, you know, I think more cities should should be thinking. Now, Philly has their own issues, but I also think, I mean, the the, the data shows that those types of projects, and you know, there was some independent fundraising for it. There were some, obviously, the department committed resources to it, but there was independent fundraising to support those centers and, and their supplies and, 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 and actually pay for the officers. Uh, so I think more cities need to think that way. You know, we all see the viral videos of the cop playing basketball, and, right. but you need, you need more of that on a consistent daily basis, right? Yeah. So people, and also, and, yeah. And, and female officers and, you know, so I, 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 you know, I, the problem right now is that no one wants to come together and find solutions. Everyone wants to blame the other, right? They all want to point fingers. They all want their, you know, certainly the politicians, you know, they want their, you know, two minutes on, on TV and their, their Twitter sound bites or, or tweet yeah. bites, whatever they're called. <laughs> We got to start coming together. I know this sounds cliche, but we really do have to start, you know, focusing on solutions. And I'm not just talking about policing issues, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's um, the immigration and the border issue and taxing and climate. Um, it's it's everything. You know, it's, yeah, like, enough, enough. Like, let, like, what, what are we doing here? I'm just tired of it. I mean, you just had a, you know, you have a brand new son. I mean, you, you know, you want him, you know, 15, 20, 25 years to be in a, in an environment that is is certainly sustainable and 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 conducive and enjoyable yeah. and all that stuff. And about right? community, I mean, right? Coming together with yeah. your, you know, making better communities, coming together with other, you know, Americans and um yeah, I mean the division is it's a real thing that you are saying and it's 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 just counterproductive. I mean, I think we're at the point we realize as a society, yeah, there's some really big issues that have to change, but the sound bites and stuff, it's just, it's crazy. And, and the most extreme voices, right on the right and the left get all the attention and yeah, nobody and then it gets picked up by all the other media. So-and-so said this, and it's just like, it's a site. It's a circle of ridiculousness that yeah. just drives you crazy. Right. Um, I want your I want to hear your thoughts on several other big stories that have yeah, been sure. circulating. So how do you feel about um, President Biden pulling out of Afghanistan after 20 years of that war? I'm so I, I, I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say about that, because got a lot of attention over the past week. So I'll, I'll preface this by saying I don't fully nor should I understand the complete security risks of pulling. <clears throat> out. OK, but to me, 20 years is enough. It's a long time. Um, you know, it's, you know, clearly 20 years hasn't solved the issue. Is there enough stability for us to pull out completely? You know, the, the experts have to have, have to answer that, but I'm not opposed to thinking it's where we have to go. Um, but again, I, you know, I don't know enough on the ground of if, if it's stable enough or, where we're at, but, um, 
Sounds like it's going to be a mess. It's a mess either way, I guess. Uh, us staying, us going. It's just, you know. I mean, listen, there's, it's an entire generation since we've been there, right? So, I mean, think about it. 20 years from now, your son will be 20, and we would have still been in Afghanistan. I can't if we believe started it. this year. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, I, yeah, again, I don't know enough, but, you know, enough about it but my sense is that it's time you know but the experts have to assess that yeah are you um how are you feeling about president biden so far you know again it's just over 100 days and off you know it's it's um it's still really early but high approval ratings for president biden what do you think seems to be making some you know pretty strong moves are you impressed not impressed what do you think um Listen, I think I think as we start getting toward policy, it'll be interesting to see how things continue. Um, certainly, I think his response to COVID was what we expected. Um, certainly a, a reversal of the previous administration. So I think he gets high marks for that. I think passing the stimulus, you know, and again, you, you, you could say it was a lot of you know, pork for, for certain, you know, for, for certain cities. And, you know, you could debate the, the specific, you know, where the money's going. You know, there's been reports that only 30% of the 1.4 trillion or 1.9 trillion is actually going to COVID, you know, to help the economic uh, situation due to COVID. Uh, but he passed it, right? He got it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, very little, if any, Republican support. Uh, again, talk about how polarized we are. But he got it through. And I think the American people, once they get their $1,400 checks and they see that. So, you know, now we head toward, I think he's he's made a mess of the border. I don't think he's acknowledged it's a crisis. Interesting little uh, side note. So, President Biden said, acknowledge over the weekend that it was a crisis at the border. He used those words. Yet then the White House said, well, that's not true and kind of backtracked. It's interesting that the White House is different than the president. I thought they were the same. So I'm not sure who's actually overseeing border policy. Sure. You know, there's some people still saying that the people around Joe are, are making more of the decisions, but whatever. I mean, he's the president. Um, he does his first uh, um, address to the Joint Congress on the 28th of April. That'll be interesting. Uh, clearly, he's going to roll out his infrastructure bill. That'll be telling. Uh, you know, th- some of the more progressive Congress people have come out and are trying to uh, pack the court uh, to go to 13. There's been some, you know, complaints against uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, a senator from West Virginia, and Sianoma, I believe you pronounce her name, from Arizona, because they're against uh, getting rid of the filibuster. So, I, you know, listen, I think, you know, once the vaccines now had take hold, I think we'll move into policy. But right now, I mean, I mean, personally, it's, I like, I like the lack of chaos. I like the lack of craziness each day. 
I like the lack of Twitter hatred from, from your president. I like, you know, so. And, and I'm sure you saw this kind of like happened yesterday. So we didn't really get a chance to talk about this in show prep, but um, president or former president Trump giving uh, an interview, I think to Sean Hannity, right? Seriously considering a 2024. Do you give that any merit or just. Oh, I give it merit because I think he's, I think he's the, I think he still has the majority of, of, of Republican voters or supporters. And, and I think the, the Republican leadership is afraid of him still and what he could do to their, you know, reelection. Listen, I think it's a cycle. Trump's Trump's popular. You got Trump's popularity with the majority. You have his ability to damage a current, politician like someone who wanted to oppose him in re-election mm-hmm. uh so you, you put those two things together you know listen three and a half years three years just stole a long time away i'm hoping something changes where he does not run again because i don't i think if he runs he probably gets the nomination oh. and he'll lose again so um uh, well, we'll see where, where things go, but... Um, um, all right. I want to do some rapid fire, get your thoughts. You were tweeting about this. The J&J um, vaccine halted with six yeah. women with blood yeah. clots. Okay, sounds like you're ridiculous. not for it. Okay. Uh, uh, utterly ridiculous. And again, I'm no epidemiologist and I'm no expert, but utterly ridiculous. I mean, by the way, you you have a greater risk. And, you know, my wife was saying you have a greater risk of getting a blood clot from birth control than you do right now from the J and J shot. Yet a lot of people are still taking birth control. Like it's ridiculous. Like six people keep doing it. You know, if you wanted to say no women, 18 to 48 or 18 to 50, you know, maybe they take a pause, but keep giving it to the men. The fact that we've paused, this is ridiculous. Number one, number two, the mixed messages on post-vaccination what you can do or can't do is you know they're they're hurting themselves in terms of trying to get herd immunity yeah well you're going to still have to wear masks you're going to still have to be six feet you're going to still have to do this and still have to do that and uh, it sounds like a yearly shot now it's going to be a yearly shot or or maybe you have immunity for six months then People who are on the fence and you're telling them they're still going to have to wear masks, they're still going to have to do this. I mean, the, you know, a church in D.C. wanted to have a vac- vac- vaccinated only section where people wouldn't have to wear masks. The mayor said no. Why? Why? Think about this. They're saying the African-American community is, is behind <clears throat> or hesitant or underserved, whatever you want to say. Okay in terms of the vaccine why not why not why not show them that if you're vaccinated you could sit in a church in a in a section and not have to wear a mask and feel healthy and feel safe okay so what's your you like, know if you're speculating what is your thought on why the confusion do you because uh, i i feel like it just is still unfolding it's, uh, it's it's leadership paralysis it's leadership liability it's we're worrying about life. It's leadership gone wrong. It just is, right? I mean, and th- and don't misunderstand. I understand that you could still get it if you're vaccinated. I understand you could still trans. I'm not saying that 
vaccinated people should be running around with unvaccinated people in large gatherings and not wearing a mask. I'm not suggesting that. But, you know, the CDC said already you could get small. First of all, they said small gatherings with people who are also vaccinated. I don't know what's different. Why not large? Like, again, arbitrary. Well, there's still a risk. Uh, even if you get the vaccine, you could still get COVID. Now, you're not going to get it. To okay, so I get COVID. You could still get the flu. If I'm vaccinated and they work, I should just get a mild symptoms and be okay. Like, what are we doing here? Like, like it's ridiculous now. Like, Sarah, at some point, like, you got to believe the va- if the vaccinations work or you believe they work and you're telling people they got to get them or should get them, then you got to act. You got to convey the message that, you know, they work. So if, if I have 100 people who are vaccinated completely, why is that not okay? Well, because, it's only 20? But don't you think the thing is they think they work because there's still new variants, right? We know all the time in these countries it's mutating. It isn't the flu. It's this whole other, you know, it's a pandemic, right? It's this virus. So while they think these things work. Okay, so, so, so we're going to do things because we think. So how about we allow people to gather who've been vaccinated or do things or whatever, and then if we see that it's a problem, we adjust. So basically, you're going to take things away. My, my point is you have to send the message that if you get vaccinated, you're going to be able to do a lot more. The concern I have now is that some of these restrictions I'm concerned they're going to be in perpetuity. So Montgomery County, Maryland still at 50% restaurants. Yeah. Why? Well, and, and how many stories do you Why? see now? Uh, great question. Mich- Michigan is a mess. I know. They're huge putting numbers. in restrictions now for six more months. Uh, yeah. So... And, and, you know, you see all these stories popping up all the time about, you know, will people ever really return to the workplace? You know, they're kind of already setting that up. Like, you know, well, will everyone be back full force, you know, in an office? And it's like, at some point, like you said, if everyone's vaccinated, why can't everybody come back? Some some of that is up to the business from an economic standpoint. Are they going to require everyone to have a vaccination if they come back to work? And so so those are independent. Uh, My point is from a community standpoint. Right. You have to convey if you get vaccinated, you can do all this stuff. Right. And eventually we're going to get to herd immunity and you're going to be able to take off your mask. You're going to get a booster once a year. And if you get covid. You're going to just get symptoms unless you're in the most vulnerable categories. And then those people still probably have to be careful. Right. Sure. Just like you would with the flu. And I'm not comparing it to the flu, but if the vaccinations work. Yep. And the booster works. Then it really is just an endemic and it's the flu. Right. So, okay. Like kids are still not back to school. Like, what are we doing? I mean, yeah, you know, you, they have to get back. They have, they have to at this point. I mean, it's, it's over now. Again, we, we went from early, we went from making decisions based on science at some point in this to claiming we're making decisions based on science and it's really just flat out arbitrary, flat out arbitrary. And that's a problem. When you start making arbitrary decisions based on a lot of other factors and fear and, you know, you know, I believe DC as of yesterday 
is only at 19.1% fully vaccinated. It's among the lowest in the country. Wow. Wow. So is that disorganization or, or uh, people that don't want it? I don't know. Or combo. But okay. my point is you, you, you got to convict. Like if you're so, so if the mayor is fully vaccinated and Joe Biden, President Biden's fully vaccinated and everyone around them is fully vaccinated, why are they still standing up there at the podium with a mask on? Can you tell me? Well, I think for like Joe Biden, right? He's almost 80. So you're so, still vulnerable. I mean, well, do you want to get sick? Like, wouldn't you take all the precautions? To me, I'm like, I'm going to wear a mask forever now because it's like when you go to other countries, you go to Asian countries, they're always wearing masks, even if they're not uh, sick. It's like some people. All right. You know what? I give you I give you President Biden. He's almost 80. He's probably hell yeah, maybe. I'd be wearing gloves like the guy and the guy's got like but, he can't have a down but day. Mayor, but Mayor Bowser doesn't need to be wearing a mask at the podium when, you know, all the people around her are probably vaccinated. Like convey that you could take off your mask if you like you got they're sending mis- messages. That's just my point. All right. I got to ask you to big announcement from Alex Smith, former quarterback for the Washington yes. uh, football team yesterday, announcing his retirement. To me, it's about time. I don't even know how the guy after he went through all what he went through, even went back on the field. But what do you think prompted that? Just no one was going to hire him. Yeah, I don't think he was going to get signed. And, you know, who knows? Maybe his leg still hasn't fully recovered from from the year ending year end end of the season injuries the sepsis uh, would have done it for me i'm like dude i, I mean, give you he has he has enough money it's time you know um i thought i read he wants to go into coaching uh so you know i think that's you know that that's a good path for him now which the, which is great the direction he's going to head in okay what are, anything yeah. else with sports i didn't even know the guy who won well, the masters you know, the last thing i'll touch on oh, real quick because yeah. dan's i'm sure interested in is the and i don't want to get too wonky here but the european super league all right i saw you tweeting about this i had no idea what you were talking about oh my like, god this is the this is the worst thing ever so <laughs> it's like a foreign language to me what is that so real quick so your the european club soccer world is based on leagues, relegation, and and the concept that it's an open competition. Okay. That you could have a team from the division below Premier League win the championship division, which is what it's called, move up and work their way all the way up to finish top four and make what's called the Champions League, which is the top European clubs competition tournament each year. So 12 clubs, 12 um, founding clubs, and it's the, the who's who of clubs, the, the, um, the, the Man Cities, the Man Uniteds, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, AC Milan, Juventus, Barcelona, are creating what's called the European Super League. Okay. They're going to... They claim they're going to play midweek games. Okay. But it's really going to be a closed league. They're going to add some more teams. Their goal is to get to the 20 teams. And the 15 founding teams cannot be relegated regardless of their performance. Okay. The, the European soccer world, UEFA, FIFA, the various leagues came out, fans, uh, like crazy against this because it's not what European soccer is based on is, is open competition. 
and they're they're threatening that if the play certain play the players who play in this league okay. will be banned will be banned from their national team that they're going to remove these teams from the Champions League and all these other yeah okay huge. so you think this that, is ridiculous like let them play it's it's a money grab no I think I think oh you they think ban them this league oh. I think it's a I think ban them do everything you can to stop this league it's a money grab. As, and even though they think it'll be interesting to watch Juventus play Tottenham every week or Real Madrid, it's not going to be. Because once it's a closed competition and these Leicester cities and West Ham's can't have a great year and win, plus it diminishes all the other leagues because these teams won't be in that league. Right. So, listen, it's going to end up in the courts. You know, Damn. Um, all right. I got to ask Dan about all this. Okay. Oh, all right. It's yeah. It's all. I mean, it, it's it's all over the place. If you have any soccer fans out there or football fans, you know, just uh, hang tight because this this is bad. So anyway. All right, Sarah. Congratulations, Patrick. Thank um, you so much. It feels good to uh, be back and be doing podcasting. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're. You're back in a week and a half working. This is great. Well, I feel really good. I have to say, I'm I'm really lucky. I feel really good. Um, you know, the first four or five days were rough. You know, just like with you know adjusting and everything. But I I know I'm I'm glad to be back. And um, yeah, it's amazing. I'm doing like it or not tonight too. I can't wait to see my friend Jim Lokay. So oh my god, you're like. Well, you're setting, look, you're, you're setting the bar for returning back. No, early. I, I don't want to give anyone any look. I get to do this because I'm still currently at home, right? I mean, I don't get oh, to. Come, I don't have to come back until September, and like, so it's easy, right? I, I, I get to go from my bedroom, the nursery, to here. That's but again easy. another another. You know, listen, COVID's been terrible, but you know, all kidding aside, there's been some things that we've learned that. Yeah, you could do things from home that otherwise you would have been right? schlepping. To the studio. We can do this forever, Patrick. Or, right. or not or not schlepping in your case because of because of the baby, right? No, so. no. <laughs> I'd be Kimball, bringing him in. Kimball Jeffries. Kimball Jeffrey. He is here. Uh, where All do we right. follow you, Patrick? Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. All right, we'll see you next week.